Come on in. Make yourself at home. Owners, jockeys, trainers, breeders, fans from every walk of life. Whether this is your first race or you know the back stretch like the back of your hand, if it's horse racing, we're talking about it here. Welcome to Clubhouse Turn, powered by Horseracing.fm, with your host, Sonny Hughes. Welcome to Clubhouse Turn. I'm your host, Sonny Hughes, and today I have the pleasure of introducing you to our special guest, Ruben Munoz. Ruben, what's going on today? Hey, Sonny, how are you, man? Good to see you. Good to hear from you. I'm doing well. Thank you. Man, I appreciate it. You know, for those that do not know Ruben, you know, he's actually one of the nicest individuals that you'll probably run into at the racetrack. He always has a smile on his face. And uh, if there's anything that he can do to help you, he definitely will do that. Man, Ruben, thank you again, once again, for uh, hopping on here with us. If you don't mind, share with us a little bit about what you do. Uh, you're a jock agent. You represent, you know, a lot of top jocks in, in your career. But real quick, just give us a quick highlight of what is a jockey agent? Well, a jockey agent is like a sports agent, but the difference is, is that we run their business day in and day out. So what we do is we, we try to find horses for them to ride or we just follow the horses that they've been riding for the different clients, trainers and owners. Usually we deal with the trainers and our job is exactly that, to follow the horses and, and run their day in and day out business at the racetracks that we're um, um, riding at. And that's what a jockey agent does. Man, that's, that sounds like a lot of work. You know, some of the riders that you've represented have, have won multiple, multiple greatest stakes races. You know, you, you look at the list, you have winner of the Kentucky Oaks, you know, runner-up, second place in the Kentucky Derby. You have a Breeder Cup, you know, under the win tab. You know, some of the most prestigious races at pretty much all of the most prestigious racetracks that you could start to name. Ruben, before we get into the, the program, does anything as far as the races that you have won together with your riders, is there any one particular race that sticks out? Man, we, I've been really blessed with, with these jockeys that pretty much I bring them from Panama and we start from scratch and we never, you know, even think of competing in those races, never mind winning them. But, you know, definitely one of my first riders, Gabriel Saez, winning the Kentucky Oaks with Proud Spell and, and trainer Larry Jones was a huge blessing and accomplishment. And then, you know, recently, like in 2019, winning the, the Breeders' Cup Sprint with Matoli, that was special. But the ones that I like the most, believe it or not, since I grew up going to the racetrack as a kid in New York and Belmont is the Metropolitan Mile, the Met Mile. And I won that race, that race I think, like three times and that's like my, one of my favorite races even though it's not the most popular but it is popular in new york because it's usually run at belmont stakes day but we won that race three times once with b jersey once with matoli and once with silver state so that has brought me a lot of enjoyment you know it's like oh my god we won the metropolitan mile which is a great one that's like my favorite wow that's that's i mean that's phenomenal you brought up growing up and going to Belmont and, and Aqueduct. So, you know, let's let's hit the rewind button on your life, right? So this is where you are. This is some of the things that you've accomplished. 
let's uh let's let's go back and, and check out Ruben running around the neighborhood. Where where exactly did you did you did you grow up, Ruben? Were you born and well, raised? I, I'm I'm from Puerto Rican descent. I was born in New York City. My my parents are from Puerto Rico. I grew up right next to Yankee Stadium my whole life. That was my that was my train stop and my bus stop my whole life from elementary school all the way until I went away to college to Syracuse University. But I'm a I'm a Yankee fan by default because that's the train stop that I was on, that 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 I I lived on, and Yankee Stadium was right there. So that's where I grew up in the South Bronx, in New York, and then later on I went on and I and I lived in Puerto Rico for a long time also. Oh wow, so, that's 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 cool. Let me ask you, growing up in in the city, was there anyone in particular that that kind of molded you? You know, a lot of people that come from New York, they have this New York mentality, New York state of mind, they call it, right? And uh, mm-hmm. just 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 from your perspective, you know, uh, from from your family and whatnot, who who was that person that that influenced you the most uh, to be the Reuben that you are today? Well, you know, aside from my parents that were there day in and day out, my my uncle, my mom's oldest brother, worked in, in the racetrack in New York. He was Pancho Martins. He worked with Frank Pancho Martin for a long time in Sigmund Summer. And my dad took me to the racetrack when I was a kid to Belmont and Aqueduct. And I guess it got in it got in my in my system, you know. It got in my system early and um and I always enjoyed it as a kid, you know, as being in elementary school. But my mom's my mom's brother, my uncle Frank, um, who, who lives in New York right now, is the one that got my family pretty much involved in horse racing. So you got bit by the bug early, huh? I did. <laughs> I did. Let me let me ask you. So going to the racetrack, Belmont Aqueduct, growing up with family that actually worked at the racetrack, uh, who who were some of the riders and trainers? Uh, you know, that were at that racetrack that influenced you, that you looked up to? In the racetrack that I looked up to that influenced me? Well, you know, I saw Andrew Cordero riding when I was a kid, when he was in the prime of his career. Um, You know, obviously my uncle, I used to go with him a lot and stay with him, you know, for the weekends and stuff and watching him get up really early in the morning. And, you know, this is a job of passion. I mean, everyone in the racetrack, no matter what capacity they're in, from A to Z, it's a job of passion. They're hardworking people, you know, not a lot of sleep, a lot of early mornings. Uh, that's just the way it is in, in the racetrack, you know, in, 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 the, in the horse racing industry. Everyone works hard. Um, but, you know, I looked up to Angel Cordero a lot as a kid. Uh, and now recently, you know, one of my best buddies in the business is Johnny Velasquez, who I spend a lot of time with, especially when he's in Kentucky. He just won the Preakness, so that was like I, I I put out a tweet. There's nobody happier than the Velasquez. Nobody happier than me aside from the Velasquez family. So I look up to Johnny a lot, of, not only as a as a jockey but as a human being. He's just an all around solid person, and I'm very fortunate to have him as one of my closest friends. Man, that's awesome. I mean, that's 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 truly amazing to be able to. You know, have relationships with people that you that you followed and and uh, looked up to, and and then become friends with and, and, and work with and on the side of and um, see them do success, you know, great things and are, are successful as well. That's one thing that I notice about uh, this sport is that everybody wants to win. And at the same time, you're happy when your friends who you may not even work for win. You, you want everyone to win. And that's the that's that's a cool thing, you know, for me personally is how I view it. Correct. 
So let me let me ask you, did you always or did you ever want to be a jockey agent or did you also have aspirations to be a jockey, you know, a, a trainer, owner? Like what, what were, were there, you know, going to the racetrack growing up, you had to have, you know, some kind of imagination of what you wanted to do at the racetrack, whether it was, you know, acting like you were the rider at home on, on your sofa or something. What was it for you? You know, it's, it's <laughs> I kind of laugh, Sonny, because, you know, Everybody says, oh, I wanted to be a, a jockey. But you know what? I was afraid to be on top of horses. So I thought I was going to be a jockey, even though I would imitate them as we were watching the races. And everybody does that no matter what their size is. Uh, and I wasn't small enough to be a jockey, even though I wasn't so big, you know, also. But, um, you know, I just knew I liked it a lot and it was passionate. And later on in life, um, I, I went away to Bahrain with my uncle to work with him. He used to work there in Bahrain for a long time. I took a leave and I went there to work in the early, late 1990s, early 2000. And, you know, this gentleman, Ralph Zadie, a, a well-known trainer in Florida, was looking for a jockey from Peru. And then, you know, one of my close friends who's now retired, um, he's, he's another Velasquez. His name is Cornelio Velasquez. He always told me, oh, you would make a good agent. You would make a good agent. You should be an agent. And then I asked Angel Cordero, and Angel also told me, man, Rube, you would be a good agent. You speak both languages. You're likable. You know, just give it a shot. And, you know, I, I've always doubted myself for whatever reason, but in spite of the doubt, I've always, you know, tried to pursue whatever it is that, that at the same time scared me, but I did it anyway. You know, there's nothing wrong with being afraid and intimidated as long as it doesn't stop you from trying and and, and doing what you want to do. You know, that's where, the, that's where a little bit of courage comes in, you know, because without fear, there is no courage. So I've always been a little bit hesitant and doubtful, but I've done it anyway. You know, so those other people, Cornelio Velasquez and, and Angel Cordero, the people that have you know, they, they like cheered me on, you know, and still today, you know, Angel and I are real close and Cornelio, even though he's retired and living in Panama, we're in touch all the time. So it's good to have cheerleaders like that, that are like your heroes per se, you know? So I've been very fortunate in that area. Man, that's, that's cool. And that's, that's great to hear, you know, that, uh, you know, you're admitting that, Hey, you know, I was a little, little nervous, a little scared, a little, you know, doubted myself a little bit about, being a jock agent and, and doing these, this profession that the greats are telling me, Hey, you'll be good at this, but you still, you know, have those self doubts. And I think that goes along for everybody. Right. And, and one of the things that you mentioned, as far as you, you know, being a little nervous or scared about getting, being on top of a horse. And I'm like, that speaks volumes to the courage that these jockeys have and these exercise riders have to see how hard they work right in the mornings uh, and in the afternoons on top of the horses, driving them, so to say, like cars. It's amazing right. to me. That, you know, I mean, those jockeys, you know, talking about the courage that those guys have, it's the only sport where an ambulance follows you from beginning to end while you're participating, like in a horse race at, at a distance, the ambulance follows you, you know? So, I mean, yes, there's ambulances in every um, sports venue, but this, this actually the ambulance follows them, you yeah. know, so. You're right. Absolutely right about that. And speaks volumes to courage. And, you know, in regards to, to, to your career as a professional jockey agent, when was the moment that you said to yourself, 
I can do this, right? Because at first it was like, people were telling you, you could do this. And then it was, okay, let me step out here and kind of see. But when was it that aha moment? Like, you know what? I actually can do this. Man, Sonny, to be honest, man, talks to you with my heart in my hand. And I think you know me a little bit. You know, that's that's just how I roll. Um, I've never I've never had it like that. I've never thought that. I've never... <laughs> I've never said, I got this, I, I can do this. I've just taken it a day at a time. And some days I'm better at it than others. And um, I've just been very fortunate, man. I, I talk about receiving gifts from above or whatever you want to call it. That's how I look at it. And that's how I receive it. But I've never thought, you know, there's always the, the, the self-doubt is what probably motivates me to, to try to do the best I could. And, and sometimes... It's just like, wow, you know, it, it, it's surprising. It, it's surprising. It's a tough business. It, it's tough. It's a tough mm. business from A to Z. I mean, especially being an agent, you know, trying to keep everyone happy. It's, it's very difficult. You know, you try to do it with integrity and try to do it without, you know, jockey agents have a bad rap at the racetrack because they say, oh, they lie and they this and they that. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm, I'm not, I don't consider myself that, those type of that type of agent. You know, you just tell them what's going on, and sometimes giving them bad news, they don't receive it so well, you know, and they they take horses away from you, and so it's a day at a time, man. It's a day at a time, you know. That, that's how I do it. Now, in, in regards to that day at a time, you know, what what is it? What is that the the dynamic of the jockey agent and the jockey? Uh, you know, relationship, or, you know, you speak of a day at a time. What What is a typical day uh, in the life of a, of a jockey agent uh, and rider relationship? What does that typical day look like? Well, you know, if, if you look at every sport that's played, they all have a coach, right? Like, you know, even the best at what they do have a coach. You know, jockeys don't have coaches. You know, so aside from being an agent, I try to mentor them. A lot of times the jockeys that I've represented, well, not a lot of the times, almost every time that I have a client is clients, guys that I've brought from Panama or or, or I start from scratch. So, you know, it, it, everything is, in, is involved. Social graces, being able to communicate with people, giving a firm handshake. Like I've had to tell my kids that I've brought from abroad, you know, when you shake someone's hand, you give them a firm handshake and you look at their eyes, just develop them, developing them as human beings, because after all, this is a people business, you know, they, they've been gifted and talent and they are naturally talented as jockeys, but it's more than that. You know, it's, 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 it's being likable. It's having a smile in your face. It's, um, you know, your work ethic, showing up early to the barns, you know, being be, just being nice, you know, just like any other thing, any, any, any other thing that you would do in life that you are successful at. There are some common denominators there, like being nice and, and you know, working hard and trying and putting in effort and being consistent. Those are the things that take a jockey to the next level. And me as an agent, sometimes I'm their worst critic, you know, because like I said, they don't have a coach, so they have to be told. A lot of times, and a lot of times is you have to tell somebody over and over again, you know, and so they, it's like tweaking little things with their ability, you know, so that, that's what, a, and, and, you know, some days are good days, some days are bad days, you know, and this sport, as you know, Sonny, you know, if you win one out of four races, that's winning at 20, 25%. 
And, you know, when you win at 25% in any other business, you're not doing too good. But in horse racing, you are. Because anything after 16, 17, 18% win rate, that's acceptable in horse racing. So you're going to lose more than what you win here. And it's just trying to keep the jockey's attitude, you know, positive. And me personally, when I don't win a race and my jockey gets to walk home at the end of the day, it's been a good day, man. Because a lot of times, you know, they, they, they risk their lives out there riding these horses. You're absolutely correct about that. And thanks a lot for, you know, breaking out, breaking down the dynamics of, of that relationship. My hat goes off to you. Personally, I was up at Delaware Park. When you had uh, Gabriel Saez and you had just brought in Ricardo Santana Jr. as an apprentice rider. And, you know, I remember very vivid, uh, vividly the, the challenges that you had at that time because he was young. He had a, a desire to win. And you just hit it right on you know the nail uh, on top of the head right there when you said, you know, if you win one out of four, you're doing great. But. For someone like a Ricardo and a, and, a, and a Gabriel, no, they want to win four out of four, <laughs> right? Yeah, <correct. laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? And yeah. and it's like, you know, I remember vividly where they were upset because, oh, so-and-so cut me off or they did this or they did that. And you're like, man, that's relax. You know, it's, it's, it's okay. It's okay. And, and to see the progress and to see where they are and where they went, right? What are some of the accomplishments? that that you all as a team were able to achieve you know cuz cuz you spoke about the the challenges and and what you had to deal with and what you had to to teach them outside of just saying hey I'll ride this horse I won't ride that horse it was this day to day basically like you were their father you know you were, you brought them over to a different country you're you're basically responsible for them from from sun up to sundown, so to say. You know that's true. I'm a gun for my own pun um, for my own punishment, but it's been very rewarding. You know, Ricardo was 16, Gabriel was 18. Um, after that, I brought um, you know a couple of others, but you know, Ricardo is the one that has been with me the longest. And man, you know, I won races with Gabriel Sias when Larry Jones was riding him a lot that, you know, Kentucky Oaks, you know, we won a couple of, we won the Alabama and, and, and Saratoga. I was like, I used to go to Saratoga as a kid when I was growing up. I didn't think I was going to end up representing a jockey that was going to win a grade, grade one race, you know? And then, you know, we're recording the accomplishments. We, you know, thank God we were able to, I don't know how it happened, but Steve Asmussen, you know, put me on a couple of horses when we were in Delaware because at that time he was he would ride the leading rider when he would ship in and we were lucky enough to ride for him. And then one of his assistants was there and uh, and recommended us. And we rode for Steve Asmussen, which is the winningest trainer in North American history, the winningest trainer, you know, to ride for a guy like that for all the years that we rode for is a huge blessing, very challenging because he's very demanding and, and, and that's who makes him who he is. And just to be a part of that team, I mean, you know, who would ever thought that, you know, so we won to get it. We won two seasons ago in Saratoga. Ricardo won like six grade one races. That's like crazy. That, you, you know, yeah. you think about it and it's like, like, how did that happen? <laughs> you know, but yeah. it did. Well, no, it, 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 it happened and it happened to a, to somebody that's a good person. 
when 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 you see good people win, man, that's even more refreshing. You mentioned you mentioned about this this mindset, right? As far as developing the riders and and, and this and that, and and developing as a person and how to look a person in the eye, shake their hand, and because it is a business, right? These owners are spending thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars on some horses. You know, they're paying expensive day rate money to the trainers. Uh, the trainer's job is on the line because if, if your rider doesn't ride a good race, the owner's mad at him and could possibly take the horse from him and send him to a different trainer. There's a lot of dynamics that go on to it, right? And the bottom line of it, even though winning one out of four 25% clip is is good, it's susceptible, it's, you're doing great. At the end of the day, the only thing that matters at that moment in time is that one race, right? And 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 how do you have, how do you how do you train? How do you talk? What, what's the mindset that a rider has to have? Because they're going to go out there and like you said, they're going to lose a lot more, many, many more races than they win. What's the, what type of mindset does that individual need to have to be to be a successful rider and for someone who may not be at the level they want to be maybe this what you're going to say right now could help them get to that level you know just work at it don't give up that's the main thing never give up that's one thing that i ingrained in ricardo's head you know you just don't give up you take it race right race by race you you, you do it a day at a time you're consistent at it and you just hope that they give you an opportunity. And when they give you an opportunity, you have to do your best to capitalize on it. You know, sometimes you don't win, but you run a good second or you run a good third or, or the horse. You followed instructions and you did what the trainer wanted you to do. That's an accomplishment, even though you don't win, because you're developing trust. They develop trust in you because they trust that when they put you on one of their horses, you're going to do the best you can and what's best for the horse. You know, so it's more than just winning. You know, yes, the sport, nobody ever remembers who runs second in such and such the race. But, you know, after winning, the other way that you win is you, you, you develop trust in people and you're, and you be, and you're responsible and, and, and you let these clients and these owners and trainers know that when you're on their horses, you're going to do what's right by the horse and that you can be trusted on their horses and that you're going to give your, your effort. Okay, you don't win, but you run second or you run third. You know, that's still extra money for the owners and trainers, and that pays for their bills because this is a costly sport. It costs money to maintain these horses. So I think just um, putting in effort consistently and being honest, um, you can you can end up making it. You know, and there's a lot of racetracks all over the country. You might not be in Belmont or Saratoga in the summer, but there's a, a lot of jockeys making a good living all over the USA. And throughout the world, man, that's that's good stuff, you know. And uh, before we close out on here, you just spoke on the mentality for for a jockey, for a rider. What's the mindset uh, for uh, a jockey agent? And then also want to want to roll that into what's your philosophy that you try to live uh, by in this life? Man, this is um a jockey. You know, let me tell you something. My mentality as a jockey agent is to take care of the people that take care of me. Be straight up, be straightforward, address problems immediately. When I have conflicts and races, like they say in the phrase track, you're going to piss off the person that's less going to affect you. I try not to piss anybody off. I'm just, I just tell them the truth. Look, I'm stuck in this spot or I got myself in a bind here. Can you use this other jockey or I'm going to have to ride this horse? 
you know, my philosophy in life, if you say the truth, um, usually they only get mad at you one time. But when you lie, they get mad at you twice. So say the truth, you know, be honest, be straightforward, tell them what's going on. If you make a mistake, admit it. Don't try to minimize a mistake that I've made, let's say. Be upfront with the jockey so they could trust that you're doing the best you could with, 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 with what you have. And, you know, and, and, and make sure that the jockey listens to you and the people that matter. Because a lot of times these jockeys listen to all the worst people you can imagine. And my, my, my response to that is like I tell them a lot of times, if they knew so much, they wouldn't be where they're at. You know, and it's not that I'm minimizing other people, but this is a business that, you know, if, if everyone is always, if you would have done this, if you would have done that, just take responsibility for what you did and move forward. You know, that's my philosophy. And in regards to life, you know, a day at a time and sometimes a moment at a time, you know, and most of the things I worry about never even happen. So, you know, I think worry is more lethal than what you're worrying about. And and that's how I try to live my life a day at a time and instill in my jockeys and be grateful for the blessings and, you know, also applaud and celebrate the success of other jockeys and other people because they're doing the same thing I'm doing day in and day out you know this is a this is a roller coaster sometimes you're way up there and sometimes you're at the bottom and i always tell ricardo you never forget where you came from you know i remember when ricardo would get his his little checks every week you know and he was so looking forward to it you know and now that he's been doing so well you know you never forget where you come from that's my philosophy in life I like that never forget where you come from don't ever give up man those are some those are some golden nuggets and uh, speaking of, you know, what you got going on right now, I know you got Santana and, uh, you know, I, I know you I know you're handling a book, working for a jock that's down in a Gulfstream Park right now. Uh, man, just 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 share a little bit about him. Um, and if you don't mind, then uh, we'll we'll call it a wrap. Well, you know, Ricardo is already he's been rolling, you know, right now. We're not riding as much for Steve Asperson as we would like to. Hopefully that'll change. But Ricardo is already a, a well-recognized rider throughout the country. And a couple of years ago, um, I signed the, doc, the the papers for a kid named Jose Morelos, who's also um, a Panamanian, a product of Panama, from their Lafitte Pencai Jockey School, which I think is one of the best in the world, along with Puerto Rico's. And I, I brought Jose Morelos over at 19. I couldn't represent him because I was extremely busy with Ricardo. But since then, I took a break last year. In May of last year, I took a break from the horses and I came back this year. Now in May, after a year off, I reunited with Ricardo Churchill Downs and I took Jose Morelos here in, in Austin Park. He's 20, he's 20 years old. Um, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, he's like 20, 21. I have to look. Anyway, he's a young kid. He's a good prospect. And, you know, he's one of these kids that needs a lot of coaching. When I took him, he had hardly no business and we've been very fortunate we started on april 7th we've won 13 races since then and um you know his horses are running well they're running if they don't win they run second third and fourth so you know he has a smile in his face and that's the main thing you know so it's a new project that we're taking up on it'll take a little bit of time but you know he won six races this week so it's 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 promising and how did i do it Hey, I don't know. I, I guess calling on those folks that used to help me when, when I started with Ricardo or just asking for one shot from one different trainer. And, and you know, the rest is is up to the jockey's hands. And we've been blessed also to have a great week. 
And I hope that it continues because he's a good kid and he deserves it. I agree. And uh, man, I appreciate you so much for taking this time to uh, hop on the, the show with us today. Man, I really, really, really appreciate you. You're a pleasure to work with, work around. No, I appreciate you so much. And uh, for the listeners, if you've enjoyed this conversation on Clubhouse Turn, make sure you like us, follow us, and share us. Until next time, ride to the finish line. We out. Thank you, Sonny. I appreciate you, folks. I appreciate you. Thank you.